Hey everybody, my name is Nathan Galloway. And I'm Caroline Hawkins. And you are listening to Express Yourself, a podcast following the Memphis Express in the inaugural season of the Alliance of American Football. Well, what would have been the inaugural season? The AAF shut down before its first season even ended. Like, not even the 10 games? Yeah, like 8 games. Well, that's disappointing. Before the league shut down, we were in the middle of making this episode, and it was supposed to be about the team's first win, but since the league ended, our podcast had to change, so we'll talk about the AAF shutdown and the impact it's had on the players and the communities that the teams were in. Thankfully, we were able to talk to an Express player before the league folded about his career up to this point. That guest is Express linebacker Quentin Goss, and we'll hear from him later. We'll also get his thoughts and reactions on the league shutting down. This is Express Yourself. The Memphis Express played eight games before its season ended with the shutdown of the AAF. Of those eight games, the Express had two wins and six losses. The first win was the fourth game against the San Diego Fleet, 26-23. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Didn't we have a lot of them? It's hard to be successful when there's no stability at that position, but we'll get into that in a minute. Many fans were excited for the game against the Fleet because it was the first start for quarterback Zach Mettenberger. However, that didn't change the slow start offensively, as what seemed to happen in every game. It also doesn't help that we gave up the league's first ever punt return for a touchdown. Let's listen and see how that went down. All right, so back to punt now, Brad Wing. Short kick, fielded, and off to the races. Great job right there, coming That's up Brooks, and catching the ball. The defensive back to the 10, inside the 5. Touchdown, San Diego Fleet. He comes up. This is a very short punt. He comes up. You see, he's running to go get this. He easily could let it bounce and bounce 10 more yards and get the ball on offense, but come up and catch it and make a play. This is how you're going to get to where you want to go, and that's back in the National Football League. That is a great job. The heroes of this game for us were our defense, who had four takeaways, and newly added kicker Austin McGinnis, who made four field goals in this game, including the game winner. Under pressure, ball out on the ground in a pile. Memphis get it. In fact, they do. It looks like Ray Gilmore comes up with the ball. This is on the verge of their first win of the season, 26-23, to 23, as they're having some fun in Memphis. Wow. They're excited. Winning feels good. Well, he's right. Winning does feel good, but you know it would have been better? What's that? Having that feeling more than two times. You're definitely right. But like I said earlier, it's hard to be successful when your most important players on offense are continually hurt. How many quarterbacks did we go through? We had four. Christian Hackenberg, Zach Mettenberger, Brandon Silvers, and who could forget Johnny Manziel. Oh, you mean John Manziel, right? The guy that played about three drives over two games and then also got injured? (laughs) Yeah, my bad. That John. There were a few bright spots on the team, though, including McGinnis, mentioned earlier. But our defense was something else, which was led by DeMarcus Gates, the league's leader in tackles. Exactly, and I don't even want to think about how bad our team would have been without our defense. The sad thing is we don't know what happened to those players after the league went down the drain. But we do know where some of our players went. That's right. Quarterback Brandon Silvers has workouts scheduled with the Minnesota Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars and wide receiver Reese Horn signed with the Miami Dolphins. In fact, as of April 9th, 30 former AAF players have signed with NFL teams. 
That tells you how good the quality of football actually was. It's a shame it ended the way that it did. The league shutting down affected players in the cities where these teams played. Spectrum Field, where the Orlando Apollos played, lost about $1 million. Speaking of the Apollos, head coach Steve Spurrier claimed that they were the Alliance champs on Twitter saying, quote, extremely proud of the 2019 Orlando Apollos team and organization for finishing first in the AAF. He had a picture attached of a football that had the final score of their game against the Express. Wait, so does that mean we were in the championship game? That's not too bad for a two-win team. And doesn't that remind you of another team in Orlando that Memphis loves to hate? Like maybe the UCF Knights? Nowhere else do you see teams declaring themselves as champions. Jokes aside, the quality of football in this league was good. And we can see that with all the players signing with NFL teams. Well, Quentin Gauz, thank you for joining the show. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. It's exciting to be here. Okay, we're going to transition into a feature segment about you so our fans can learn more about the players. So first, we just kind of want you to walk us through your football career up to this point and how you got here. Well, let's start off with Pop Warner. <laughs> um, started playing football when I was uh, when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and the time I knew when I wanted to play, uh, we were doing a drill, and my uncle was my coach, and he's in a, it was a nutcracker drill where you lay on your back, you flip over, and you go hit the person. Um, after do- hitting someone that one time, uh, I my eyes were just big, and my uncle's like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, and he's like, this guy's ready to play football. So <laughs> so um, from there, I went to a high school called Bishop Kearney High School because they had great sports journalism. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went there. Um, ended up playing running back, linebacker. Um, from there, continued to, to help me get more exposure for football and get scholarships. I had to travel outside the state of New York. So I went down to Texas um, for the, the All-American Combine. Went to New Jersey for seven-on-sevens that they had and continue to get exposure. And me, actually, my family, we created this group called Next Level Beyond, and it's a nonprofit. And what we do is we literally take kids, football players that want to compete and get exposure, and we'll go to compete. And we were doing this and started like a trend and like a pipeline. Now we went to Rutgers, we went to um, Louisville, Texas. So we went to all these schools, and they started getting more exposure. So scholarships started coming through. So from that point on, I um, ended up going to Rutgers University. Uh, had a wonderful time there. Definitely a great school. Um, uh, when I went there, you know, first year was a little rough. Um, second year started to, you know, get get acclimated a little better, mm-hmm. and um, became a starter in 14, 15, and you know, we ended up playing the Big East, Big Ten, you know, American, and then Big Ten. Yeah, three conferences <laughs> in one time at college, and it was it was amazing. Um, from that from that point on. Um, you know, after being a, you know being a captain on the team and everything going on, I uh, was a free agent. You know, didn't didn't get drafted, um, and that's that's a rough thing. A lot of people don't probably know this is like you'll get the phone call, um, like hey, we're gonna pick you up, like from the Bengals or S- Seattle, Seattle. Hey, yeah, we're about to get you third round, and it's just like a, a kind of like a game. It's like okay, like you're just messing with me, but after the draft is over, there's tons of phone calls that come in for free agents. So I had. I was already talking to the Eagles, Miami uh, Dolphins, and the Ravens. Ravens and the Eagles were my most interesting teams I was interested in because they needed linebackers. Mm-hmm. So I ended up choosing the Eagles, and from that point on, I did a, I did a good, really good job there. Uh, I believe my you know my preseason being there, 
got a chance to meet Brian Dawkins, one of my favorite players. Always watch his videos as a young kid. Um, and then uh, ended up getting released from that team because, uh, again, sometimes it you know you can perform the best you can, but maybe they don't have a slot because they already have like a couple special team players or politics can come into play. So I ended up going to the Patriots where there's a lot of Rutgers guys there. If you, you know, you know, uh, like De- De- Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, those guys that, you know, I've been around them, great people. And ended up going there for a month. Got a chance to meet, you know, Tom Brady, all those guys be on the practice squad. Got released, ended up getting a tryout with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ended up not getting that. So ended up uh, going back to New England and literally sitting, uh, being at a hotel in the middle of nowhere in New England. And, um, <clears throat> Just working out. I ran four miles, just getting a workout, and then my agent said, hey, we got a trial for you in Denver. In my head, I'm like, this is the last opportunity I have. I'm going to go go get it. So I made sure I trained my butt off at this random hotel in the middle of nowhere and um, got on a flight and ended up going there. Ten linebackers at the tryout, ten linebackers. I got the job. So ended up, uh, you know, shaking John Elway's hand, and he's like, all right, you're on the, you're on the team, son. I was like, thank you. So I ended up. You know, seven weeks grinding, you know, going against the offense and then, you know, special teams and stuff and like going against like Von Miller and stuff on special teams and all and all that stuff. And from that point on, um, I got activated and I played the rest of the season. And it was a blessing to be able to do that. And, um, you know, played pretty much almost two years and then um, ended up going to the CSFL from there. And then now I'm here in the AAF. So that's my football. I know it's long, <laughs> long-winded, but that was the football journey. And it's, it's, but it's been an amazing ride. A lot of moving, but uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm kind of interested in the nonprofit that you mentioned. Um, how did that start? Like, what exactly did it all do? Who was involved? If you don't mind, just telling us a little bit about that. No problem. Um, so we pretty much started that back in 2007, and me and my uncle. Again, we, we we were the full football heads. You know, my dad's from Miami. Yeah. They're both all from Miami. So we moved up to New York when I was younger. So we, we put together, like, a program. We're like, okay, um, you know, let's create a program where, like, every every night, every Tuesday, Thursday, 730, let's bring kids in and let's, uh, let's train the kids. And, you know, then go take them to, like, a different state to compete in the 7-on-7 seven seven circuit because that was really big at the time where they'll go on a college campus and, you know, pretty much you're getting scouted you're not supposed to, but you were getting scouted by coaches. And um, it was a great opportunity to get scholarships. So we took advantage of that and, um, you know, got probably, we probably had like two teams of kids, probably like uh, 20 kids on each team. And we started just growing this thing. And um, that's how it started. And it was so fun. Every weekend, you know, you're going somewhere. It's not just like, okay, we're just training for three to four months before, you know, until you get to August. Like, no, like we're actually like competing against other high-performing athletes that have scholarships already, kids that are like 20 uh, offer, you know, scholarship offer kids, and you're beating them, and you're like, wow, how come I don't have an offer? You know, so that's why we had to kind of prove, like, New York, Western New York has athletes, and we do, and it's, it's a, we've created a pipeline to different schools now um, and have NFL players that are in the league now currently that, uh, that have made it, and it's, it's cool that, like, we began something, a trend, um, that is continuing to go, and other people have built companies off of it and stuff yeah. like that. But it's it's cool because like now the city where I'm from is growing, and it's such a blessing. So that's that's where it started, um, and it's, it's it's getting even bigger. That's awesome. Um, so you talked about how you got here to Memphis. So what were your first thoughts when you found out about the AAF? My first thoughts, uh, 
opportunity. Um, I was in Canada at the time when I heard about it. Uh, on, T- on TSN, that's like the ESPN up there. They're like, yeah, there's a new league that was created. Um, if you're on the team, if you have a contract with our team, though, you can't leave. And I'm like, oh, man. So I um, ended up getting released from the team um, because they ended up bringing more people in and stuff. And I was like, okay, opportunity there. You know, so ended up contacting my agent, uh, Pat, and, you know, PC, he's, he's an awesome guy. He ended up contacting one of the teams that, you know, because whatever team you left, it links to, like, it linked, the team I left linked to the Memphis Express. Well, actually, yeah, linked to the Memphis Express. Um, another team, the Birmingham team wanted me, but, you know, Coach Singletary is like, you know, I like this kid. I want to work with him. So I was like, hey, it's a great opportunity to work with a legend. I've studied that man when I was in high school. My dad said, you need to study the best players, and he's one of them. So I was like, no question. <laughs> so that's how, yeah. That, yeah. When I heard about it, though, it was a, it was a great opportunity. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to play on national TV every week, and that is a blessing. Now, you also have your own videography company. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that, how it started, and where it's at today. Well, um, Iron Visuals, um, it started off of just be okay. So I, I was, uh, not not to discourage you or anything, you continue to shoot for your dreams, but like I was, I went to uh, ABC Studios and interned, and SN, you know, SNY. TV. Um, it's like the Mets network. Mm-hmm. So I went there and interned as well. And what I've learned, I, I kind of, I learned a lot of different things for different people. Um, and also like back home, I interned as well at the stations. But the one thing that I saw like is very um, saturated and yeah, it's about who you know. And I, I know I can get in somewhere, but it's, I wanted to, I like, I like creating content for people. I, I liked uh, going out and just filming just random things like and just having fun doing it and then taking that idea and um, I had a I have like three family members that are very talented but we didn't know like we were all doing some of the same things at the same time so one of them her name's Chastity Gibson she does photography and like she got into it in school then got a camera and started going after it and now she's filming like different hip-hop artists and different people in our area going to Atlanta New York City I'm like, oh, let's let's hey, come on, let's work together. She's like, okay. My other cousin, he graduated actually recently from Radford in Virginia, graphic design. This guy is he's a beast. Like he, <laughs> he does everything. He could paint. He can, you know, put you know bring anything up on Adobe InDesign. Like he does. He's a he's a beast at what he do, does. And um, he's like, yeah, let's work together. My older brother, more business uh, savvy, but got can grab a camera, a drone, anything, and this is a, is a beast at it as well. And then um, I brought some other people on, a guy named Matt Hanelli. He actually films University of Maryland basketball. So he's down there doing some of that stuff. And then we have a web designer and stuff too. So we've, we built this team. And um, it's, it's been a blessing to be able to have people that are dedicated, that want to be able to achieve a goal. And we're still growing, we're small, but uh, you know, we're actually getting together in Atlanta uh, very soon to meet as a group. And um, getting a filmmaker to come down actually to come um, you know, continue to learn from the best. That's what I'm all about. Keep keep learning from the best. Never stop learning. But uh, yeah, that's how it started. And uh, we came together as a group. And we've been getting clients. We work with corporate clients. Um, we've done some stuff for. I don't know if you know hip hop artist Jaquees. We've done some stuff mm-hmm. for him. Um, so it's it's just been great opportunities. And the reason it happened is because we went out there and just did it. We we didn't. You know, sometimes you get to sit on your computer and like all right, hit up people. No, the best thing is to get in someone's face, like, or meet them, or whatever, and say, "Hey, let me let me do this for you." And sometimes you gotta do it for free. 
sometimes you got to start doing for free and then that's where you build your clients after um, because they see how hard working you are and that's where it started and it happened and that's between the time I got released and um, from the different teams and all that I started building that and we, we came together as a group so that's yeah that's how that's the full story so it's kind of like a yeah it's like a startup company <laughs> just you know you beginning stages but yeah it's a blessing now we don't know if you've been to memphis before or not but we're curious and <laughs> want to know what your thoughts on the city of memphis are so far okay so uh i've i've got a chance to drive around and it's, it's actually really interesting i got to go downtown more to beale street to go check out more there but uh i'll say a lot of history here a lot of history here and um definitely definitely a town that i feel like a lot more people should come to uh, I, I can definitely see it's growing and um they're starting to build a lot more and it's going to be one of those um cities that a lot of a lot of international people are going to keep you know coming internationally going to keep coming to but uh definitely a town with lots of potential to of growth and uh, i love i just love the history here yeah now that might be your favorite part but if it's not what is your favorite part of the city so far okay favorite part uh <laughs> I would say, you know what? I, I like when I drove past, like near the near the river. I like that area over there, um, riverfront. The riverfront, yeah. I love that area over there. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Reminds me of uh, similar to back home in Rochester, New York, um, where we have the river and everything, and um, the bridge going across. Because like, when you go across, it's Arkansas, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so when you go, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Just that uh, this whole that whole area. And. We're known as a city for barbecue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Have you had any? And give us your honest opinion. Yes, we have. Um, every well, we have a company that caters us for us, and uh, they make some great barbecue. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Like I have to kind of sometimes I got to sit back and I have to miss a couple of days and, and not eat it because I know like, <laughs> I know what's gonna happen. But I love the food here. Um, great food, especially like my dad is from the south too. He's from Miami, so. He he's like Quinn. He's like when you go down there now, he's like be 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 ready for what you about to eat now. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm definitely enjoying the food. Definitely. Do you have any favorite barbecue place so far? Are you still trying them all out? Um, still trying them all out. Still trying them all out. Um, any that you suggest? Well, my personal favorite is Central Barbecue, and I always get the barbecue nachos. Mm. Oh, I was okay. gonna say the same thing. Okay. All right. So that's a good it's a good sign right there. <laughs> barbecue nachos Central. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll have you read some mean tweets about the Memphis Express and get your reactions. So we'll have you read them and uh, give your honest opinions and reactions from them. All right, so first tweet um, it's by Austin. He says, uh, team is pretty bad. LOL, can't tell if it is coaching or talent. Probably both. All right, Austin. All right. So, no, we, ha we, have, a really, we have a really good team. We have a really good team that, um, look, it's hard to win. You know, I'll say that it's hard to win. We have a really talented team. It's hard to explain that if you're not there. Uh, but it's it, 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 it's, a, it's a couple of things. But you know what? We're gonna come together and we're gonna finish strong, and that's what it's all about. Next one, Sethany. Um, why? Why? Why did I, did I become an Express fan? Life sucks. No God! No God! Please no! 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 Well, Stephanie, guess what? You know, just relax, be patient. Everything's not gonna be perfect, but you know what? How about you know you get it? We'll get you to a game and make sure you know you you can enjoy the in-game experience. You know, 
Um, but just be patient, Seth. Be patient. <laughs> okay, Eddie Berry. This isn't a football game. It's a 60, sec- 60 minute FedEx commercial. The Memphis Express are dressed as a FedEx. FedEx- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, don't you love Twitter? You- oh, yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know what to say about that. I just, I guess, um, Eddie, you feel how you feel. And, bro, just, you got to be patient, man. You got to be patient. Um, I know, again, we have a great team, man. It's just hard. It's hard to even like, explain that because you, when you look on the outside in, it's, it's way different. But, uh, yeah, we just got to finish, man. We got to finish. Uh, JP, at Joe Tape. <laughs> okay, Memphis Express will have the first pick of the 2020 AAF draft. They suck. Dang, <laughs> people are just ruthless, aren't they? They are. They, they are. really are. Um, man, so JP, um, dang, man. Like, that hurts, man. Like, why you – come on, man. Like, you know what? I, you know, I want I want to make sure let these people know like, hey, like let's get them to a game to have an in-game experience instead of watching this on TV. Let's get an in-game. So make sure I, I I'll give them a ticket myself. <laughs> All right. So we have some positive comments. <laughs> All right, yeah, can't do it. <laughs> All right, so we got. All right, so for those is a podcast, so you guys can't see. So uh, it has Coach Singletary just saying, "I can't do it," and it's from uh, his. Him when he was at the 49ers. Uh, so it says here by Travo McCoo Mag, um, Singletary sucks, lol. If they win a single game with him as head coach, I'd be shocked. Well, we did win a single game. <laughs> yes, we did. So, yeah, take that. And then uh, second off, um, be patient again. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, you got to be patient, man. Everybody has different coaching techniques and how they do things. But, uh, you know, some, he's he's successful for, for a reason. So, um, you know, it just takes time to win. So, hey, that's, <laughs> that those are some ruthless tweets. That's interesting. But you know what, man? I, I could I could feel it as a fan. Like, if you're a fan watching, like, you're going to feel how you feel. So And, I and those were some of the less vulgar ones as well. So, oh. yeah, we, we kind of deciphered through some of them and got ones that were more appropriate. Well, the good, thing, the good thing, too, is that we couldn't find any mean ones about you specifically. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> Quentin, thanks for joining us again, and we'll let you have the final say here. So is there anything you want to say to Memphis Express fans? Memphis Express fans, know that, you know, we have a team, yes, it hasn't been the perfect season this year, um, but you know what? We're going to finish strong. We're going to dominate the rest of the games we play, and we're going to, you know, just play ball and um, and play Memphis Express football and continue to grow off of this year and um, and then come back next year and and, and, and dominate. But I, I feel like definitely finishing strong is, is, the, is the word to finish off here with. Well, we really want to thank you for joining us on this podcast show. Uh, we wish you the best luck with the rest of the season, Thanks and as so always, go Express. Go Express. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll continue with the tweets, but this time they'll be about the league shutting down. And we'll be the ones reading them. The first one is by Jaber, and he said, The A have been around five minutes and already shut down. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty disappointing. I was looking forward to this league being around a lot longer than not even a full season, so it was pretty disappointing for me. I feel like they could have at least finished out the first season. I mean... They got to week eight, so 
Might as well have just finished it out. Yeah, so it's two more games until they would have been to the playoffs, so a little disappointed there. Yeah, I agree with Jay Bird. Okay, next, Chad Fryman posted a picture of an Express t-shirt, and it, it says, My Memphis Express shirt arrived today. Now I can show my support for what turned out to be one of the worst teams in the now defunct AAF. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Chad, um, your shirt came in after the league shut down, but, you know, you could still wear it, support the team that was here for a little bit. Hey, now a bright side of it, you can look at it as one of the uh, historic piece of what used to be professional football in Memphis. Historic artifact. <laughs> exactly. Next one is by Wasted Ducks, and he said, Manziel goes to AF and a week later they suspend operations. Coincidence? I think not. That's pretty interesting. You look at his career up to this point, everywhere he go, he's in the professional ranks at least, he's not been successful. He didn't work out with the Browns and he even went to the Canadian Football League and that didn't work out either. So looks like the ch- the trend was the same here with the AAF. I think that he gets a lot of hate, but I think he's growing up a little bit. He wants to go by John now. Not Johnny, so you should cut him some slack. <laughs> and Ben Kirchival says, If you can, take a moment and think of the people who are out of work today and tomorrow. There are so many good, hardworking people in the AAF. This really sucks for them. I've been there. It's terrible. I agree with Ben. Um, I think since the league shut down, people have mainly been talking about how awful it is for the players, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes, too. Um, like front office people, people that work for the marketing team um, that don't have jobs now. So I agree with Ben. It it really is awful. Yeah, I mean, you think about people that even came to the Express. I mean, you have people coming from all across the country to work for our team, and now they're out of a job and far away from home. So it's one of the more undertold stories of this shutdown. Before leaving Memphis, we got Quentin's reactions to the league folding. Here's what he had to say. Once again, it's officially over, man. Crazy. I know, like, it seems like the league was going, working so well, and they just stopping it. I guess a money ran out or whatever. Just want to say I really enjoyed this league. This was a blessing. Um, met a lot of great people, a lot of great connections. Coach Singletary is a beast. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for helping my game out. And um, man, it's just it's it's just crazy, man. Crazy experience, but uh, hey, I'm about to get hop in the car, dip out, and leave Memphis. But Memphis, I appreciate y'all, man. Great supporters of you know your football team and stuff, and definitely you know love playing ball out here, man. Just crazy, man. How you could just end it like that, you know? Shoot, like I don't know. Again, investors, money, like whatever it came down to, like. And just know if, you know, next time somebody starts the league, man, don't rush it. Take your time, plan it out, make sure it's going to be successful. At least last for three years, you know what I mean? Not just for two months, man, or three months. So just, I'm very disappointed. But, hey, got to keep grinding, move on, entrepreneurship, grinding football, get back in the league, do what I got to do, whatever it takes, hard work, you know, whatever it takes, man. That's just in my mind right now, so. Hey, appreciate y'all watching and listening. Peace. We 
want to give another thanks to Quentin Goss for joining us on the show. We hate that the AAF didn't work out for him, but we wish him the best in his football career and his professional life. We enjoyed covering the league and our hometown team, even though it was short-lived. And we hope that you did too. Thank you all for listening. Where are you still?